Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been too long and so much has happened. Uh, we have uh, very a very dear subject uh, matter for tonight, and it's about trust and faith. And trust when I tell you, sometimes faith is all you have. And you continue to be faithful and trust that it will come to pass. It usually happens in that 11th hour. Just when you think it's all over, it comes through. Um, tonight, I'm going to kind of fall back and let um, let our guests and, and let anyone, any other callers want to call in. The call number is 929-477-2978. Just give a, an example or a testament or what have you uh, along those lines. And if anything else is on your heart, feel free to call in and discuss that as well. We're always listening. Caller, do you have anything you want to touch on? Hello. Hi, yeah, sure. Um, tonight's subject is faith and trust. Right? It is. It is. So I'd like to to kind of um pose a question for the listeners and the other callers is where do you find your faith and trust? Do you, you know, is your faith in God and your trust in man or is your trust in God and your faith in man or is both in God? Wow, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, my trust lies in me and my faith is in God Uh, and in that relationship I trust that God will come through and he's proven that time and time again and it doesn't matter how great or, or how small uh, one one segment we were having and someone was saying, you know, you got to ask God for the big things. Well, if anybody know me, they know if I ask, it's big, regardless of how small the gesture may be or how great the feat is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, so you, so, so we, we put our faith in God and believe that anything can um, can be done that is that is asked for or hoped for. Um, and and when you say you trust in yourself, is does that mean you trust in your abilities to be faithful? Um, 
to God and, and to your word, or what does that mean when you trust in yourself? That means that if nobody else will be there standing in the paint, I will be there. I know I will be there. You know what I mean? Because that situation may be dear to me. So I have to stand in. I have to press through. I have to ensure and make sure that it gets done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can, I can absolutely um, understand where you're coming from. Um, from. From my perspective, I, I like to say that, you know, while I do trust myself, um, my faith and trust both lie in God. You know, I, um, again, I, I do trust myself, but. Um, I trust God just a little bit more because um, for me, you know, it may be a little different for you, but for me, being a female, I tend to um, be a little more emotional in certain situations. And so, you know, rather than um, let my emotions kind of overtake me, if you will, or drive i i put my my trust in god and in that way i kind of stay in in the safe zone so to speak i agree i i I agree and i do understand for me i find that um god is he is the pilot you know what i mean um i'm just i'm just second chair or or co-pilot um but he navigates, he directs the path. You follow me? So because I know that from the beginning and knowing myself, because he, he made me this way now, um, that's the reason why I'm going to uh, put my trust in me because I know who guided me or who made me or who created me or why it needs to be this way. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. So that's the reason why. I mean, the wording may sound um, sound a little off. However, the faith is definitely strong, and uh, it has been tested. And I'm sure to be tested again. And in fact, I'm willing for it to be tested again um, because I, I know where it is, where it lies. Some may call it arrogant or or cocky or, or what have you, but I know because I know, because I've seen, I've damn near touched these these outcomes, so I know that God will come through. percent of the time, almost when I want. You know what I mean? Uh, because once it's, it's it's written, when you write things down, it it gives you an opportunity to think things all the way through. So once it's written, 
it will follow that path. Now, the moment that it falls off, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, and I know that as well. That just means that not right now. Something else may need to happen first that you didn't think about, and God kind of saved you from that. That's like, you know, you, you getting this raise or or you have get winning or, or come across a million dollars and, you know, you have an ex who popped up out of the scene. Now, if that was the case, you, you're going to be over forking over this money unnecessarily. You know what I mean? So he will wait till you get that affair in order, then give you that million. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's just because it doesn't happen in the time that you that you want doesn't mean that it's going to happen. That's where you trusting in God and your faith lies. And it, I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm a living testimony. I've seen it. Right. We got Pastor on the line. He just joined us. Welcome. Good evening to you. Good evening. Good evening to you both. I don't know what's for dinner, but uh, fix me a plate. Wanna wanna know what's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. We serving no up faith with up. a side of trust. Oh yeah, y'all 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 eating good tonight. Wow. We eat good every okay. Night. Yeah. <laughs> No so we, were, we were we were talking about uh the husband was actually just going and and talking about a couple of different things um with regards to faith and how God moves and and trust so we had started off um with the question of, of where is your faith and where is your trust there's your faith Lying God and you trust lying God, or does your your faith lie in self and you trust God, or do you trust self and and have faith in God? Okay, we all jumped in the deep waters because um, for me personally, um, that's two different words. That's that they're not they're not the same at all. And um, right. you know, again. Um, I'm sure both of you are aware, but let me remind you, when, when my answers come, they come from uh, personal experience and from, you know, I guess you would say biblical definitions. But, um, you know, and by big biblical definitions, I mean, I see people in the Bible that um, um, use faith, and I see people in the Bible that had trust. But, again, for me personally, um, I've always believe that they were entirely two different words because if they weren't two different words then I mean two different definitions then we wouldn't need both words. But faith for me personally, this is this is how I see faith. Uh when it comes to faith, there is no evidence. There is no proof. There is no there is nothing for me to stand on other than just I just that's just I I'm I'm not you're not gonna shake me. I yeah, faith has absolutely no evidence whatsoever, none. But when it comes to trust, 
you know, there, there's something there. There's, there's, there may be a little bit of evidence. It may be experience. It may be, um, you know, something you heard, somebody you're dealing with, you know. And um, so um, trust has a little bit of evidence. In other words, um, you know, I can, for me, I can trust Monica, but I, I'm going to put my faith in God. I'm going to put my faith in God, you know. Uh, uh, that's the way that I see that thing. Now, you got to be careful with both of those words because biblically speaking, you know, what I just said to you is dangerous also because by me saying I trust Monica, the Bible never told me to trust Monica or Q or anybody else. The Bible says it like this. It said when it comes to trust, it said trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so he told us to love each other. But when it comes to trusting in each other, um, there is an opportunity for, uh, say, for you guys to let me down. It it exists. I know you would like to think you would do everything. I'd like to tell you I'll always be there for you. But I can't even tell my wife, look, I'll never leave you, girl, and I'll never forsake you. I just lied to her because i got to leave you sometime at some point. So I, I can say it, but I can't move. Only God can say that. So she shouldn't put... Her trust in me saying, my husband's never going to leave me. My husband's never, ever going to leave me. So we have to be careful with those words, using them uh, interchangeably. Um, when it comes to faith, everybody has it. It just depends on what you're going to do with it, where you're going to place it. You know, that's, the I think, the the, uh, the sticking point. You know, what, what are you going to put it in? You know, and, um, you know, it's almost like, Playing Russian roulette sometimes is like, okay, am I going to trust in my partner? Am I going to trust in uh, my intellect? Am I going to trust in my money? Or am I going to trust in God? Because God's the only one that, that definitely is not going not going to fail me. But along with trusting God, God will put people in my life that He will let me know you can trust them. So what I'm saying is. Um, before I trust you, you know what? I'm going to try you. I'm going to make sure that you are who you say you are. And I think, you know, the Lord gave me enough enough sense and enough discernment to say, hey, this this dude is no good for me. Let me go ahead and get the stepping. Or this is somebody that, that's in your life for this season, and um, you don't have to hold nothing back from them. So when it comes to faith, when it comes to trust, two different words, uh, you're walking on eggshells when you're dealing with it because you shouldn't just place trust or faith in the wrong person or in the wrong place. You yeah, you gotta gotta be careful with all of it. So y'all are y'all are really y'all are really stepping into some deep stuff tonight. Oh, that's okay. I have my boots on. They laced up real tight. When it comes to um, like I was telling telling Mrs. When it comes to trust. You know, I trust me. I trust that, that that God is going to do what I ask or what He said because one, the evidence is there. I've I've seen it with my own. I've 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 tested. I've tasted it. I've you know I live it. You know, so that right there is there's no question. Uh, trusting that I'm gonna do right by by what I say. I can only hold me accountable. 
I can only hold um, stand on my word. I can't I can't stand on the promises that that you make or that she has made. I can only stand on the promises that I have made. You know what I mean? Right. So right. when you when you that's that's how I look at it. I trust me and my faith is in God one hundred percent. Now, my faith is very strong because I have evidence. I have evidence. Ocular proof that is real. You don't have to have proof to know that to to follow what I'm saying. Because your faith level is based on what he has done for you. So what I, I know that he's done for me, that's the reason why mine is through the roof. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. But let me let me let me throw a wrench in this and and make sure that we're all together on this thing. Because one of the one of the issues, um, you know, that popped up in my mind is, um, in a, and what I'm talking about is, there's things that I deal with from time to time, and I. I've I've been there myself on occasions. I thank God I'm I'm not there at this moment at least. But sometimes, you know, I deal with a lot of people that will trust me more than they trust themselves, or they'll trust someone else more than they trust themselves, and that's not good. In other words, okay, uh, let's just say um, uh, um, Sister Big Hat will call me and say, "Hey, listen, um, pray for my son." And I'm like, cool, ain't no problem, I got you. I'm good with you. And the uh, son gets sick again, pray for my son. And I don't have a problem. I think that's great. But guess what? She's not praying for him because she believes right. that God will hear my prayer and won't hear hers. And that's, that's, far, from, that's far from true. You know, that's, that's not the case. And, and I appreciate me, but I don't think anybody should have more confidence in uh, me than they have in themselves. You know, I love Q. I love Monica. I really do. And I really believe I could call them, you know, in the midnight hour. I think they would be right there for me. I really do believe that, no doubt in my mind. But I also know that they have kids. They have responsibilities. And I know that, you know, if, um, you know, God forbid, it never, this never happens. But if an emergency come up in their house, I can't expect them to just come and forget their emergency and come see about me. But I've got to have some kind of trust in myself, man. And I don't know if that's a self-esteem issue or what, but there's so many people that they trust, um, you know, other people. They trust other, other things. You know, they trust their money. They trust their education. They trust their parents. They trust, you know, uh, you know, you can mess up yourself by putting all your trust in a relationship, and that joker shouldn't have been trusted. You know, but they have no trust in themselves that I can find someone else or whatever. So it's a it's a it's a wide, wide ranging subject but um I don't know if you want to open it up that much, but um we gotta make sure that, you know, when we start talking about this trust, I think it has to start with God and then move to us and then move on out a little bit. Because most folk trust that you know, I guess a lot of people maybe they do trust God but they don't trust themselves. They'll trust somebody else. I mean, man, listen, um, you know, 
you, you go to a restaurant, and I don't care how, I don't care if it's five star, I don't care what it is, you know, you don't see the cooks. The cooks are back behind the somewhere the curtain, somewhere cooking. We don't know what they're doing, but we actually are trusting them. You know, uh, when you go to a hotel, you're trusting that, you know, everything is clean. You go to a pharmacy, you can't even read the prescription, but we'll take the drugs. That's trust. That's We're, we're trusting them, you know, but in reality, do we trust ourselves that much? Does that make any sense whatsoever? Oh, it does. It does, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I always make the joke that, I'm going to stop going to the doctor. I'm just going to start going to a vet because, shit, if he can fix a dog and a dog can't talk, I know he can fix me and I can talk. But <laughs> but we, we we often, you're absolutely right. Like, I don't even know what the hell you've written on this slip of paper. I can't read it. And I'm going to give it to this person, and I'm sure they can't read it either. So they just throwing darts at you know, we're just going to just give him this, and, and hopefully that's what it said. You know, uh, God forbid that you're supposed to get, you know, my lantern, and they give you my doll. And <laughs> <laughs> just because all, all this all them, you know. But uh, that, you're absolutely right. I think also um, experience and, and um Securing, uh, being secure in yourself, you know, when you lack security or being insecure, you tend to have to trust everyone else more than yourself. Sister Big Hat may be in the church jumping around, but Sister Big Hat know that, you know, on the late night, she on something else. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So she's afraid that, that her prayers ain't going to make it past the ceiling. So I'm going to call <laughs> pastor who... I'm trusting who's doing right to say, put this prayer up for me. You, you follow me? Oh, yeah. So it's 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 that, that image, it's that facade that we put on. We go around and we jump around and hoop and holler, but my prayers go just as, as loud as yours, and it may even go further because I have more invested in this situation than you do. This Marshall. This Marshall. Ain't no more energy gonna be into him getting well than what I'm putting into it. There's no more. Like I said, man, we stepped in some really uh, deep waters, and I, I don't know how you're gonna navigate through this thing because, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to know that as people, we'll trust the brakes on a vehicle but we won't trust the God of the universe or we'll trust, you know, some, uh, you know, someone over the phone with our credit card number and won't trust the wife that we lay down with night by night. I, I got a problem with all of that. You know, I, I got a problem. I got a, I got a problem with that, that we seem to trust strangers more so than folk that we really should love, I guess you would say. So again, I don't know how, how we gonna navigate through all of this? But hey, man, look, um, my wife she drives. She's a good driver. Problem is she don't she don't work brakes very well. She believes that she can come up to the stop sign doing you know fifty two and stop in two feet. You know, and she just she just know those brakes are gonna be there. She just just know it. You know, 
and 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 I can't. It scares the Jesus out of me, man. I can't. I can't live on the edge like that. But that's that's how she does it, you know. She just know they're gonna be there, you know. So that's the kind of things right there. But then then she'll call and say. She'll call me five times and say, you're going to bring lunch, right? You're going to bring Hey, look, I told you. Y'all notice I'm talking all this noise and she's not here. But anyway, <laughs> I told you I was going to bring you lunch. Why are you calling again? You know, <laughs> so uh, what's up with that? You trust breaks but not Negro? What's up with you, you know? <laughs> I think part of the problem um, is there's this, there's this perception that, people have to earn trust. Like it's not something that can be automatic. It's something that, you know, you need to show and prove before I trust you. Mm. Hmm. So I think that, you know, part of the problem, but like you said, if you go to a restaurant, you, you, you trust that what they, what the cooks are back there doing is actually cooking and not fooling around or, you know, Doing some more off the wall mess. You you trust that the food that they bring out is going to be food and not dog food or you know cat food or anything like that. Like you say, you trust that when you go to hit the brakes, you trust that those brakes are going to stop. But for some reason, when it comes to people in our lives and giving them trust, it's not automatic. It's like well, you got to earn that, or you know, which is something I respect. Course, which is, which can be another topic, but it's you you have to earn that before I trust you. You gonna have to show me that I can trust you. Um, well, you know what? That that could be, but I mean, who the hell are you to tell me I gotta earn your trust? You know what I mean? Like that's that's like that's that's kind of that's kind of crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like right. Or even, or even respect. You know, I haven't done anything to disrespect you. I haven't done anything to for for you to, you know. But I think that it's more so because of the way you think. Like you said, so is a man thinking, so is he. Mm-hmm. I think that that's 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 the case here. I think that's the case that, that it would be because you think screwed up, so you think everyone else thinks screwed up also. Could be possible. But I'm not out mm-hmm. to, to, to win the ribbon. I'm not going to jump around and, and go through hoops for you to trust me. Either you go do it or you ain't. I got stuff to do. Let me know right now because I got stuff to do. Right. But then, you know, like when it, you know, just to, on a on a little bit of a different note just to kind of narrow it down a little bit when it comes to like relationships or, or marriage even if you know you talk about that it um the you a husband and wife have to have trust you know that it the marriage doesn't work without that relationships don't work without trust so you know you kind of got to i guess Step out on faith a little bit and trust who whoever your partner is, whoever you're dealing with. Because if you don't, it won't last. It's not going to work because there's always going to be some something you know ticking in the back saying, 
um, she's cheating or, you know, he's cheating or she's looking at somebody else or, you know, there's always going to be some kind of seed that has been planted from previous or past experiences um, that's going to start the, you're going to start the water and it's going to start to grow. So that trust, if you don't have that trust between one another, then, then things don't flourish. They don't, they don't grow. But that starts with you. That starts with the individual. You got to first trust yourself before you can trust someone else. Right. So that's what I was saying where, you know, when the, the perception that, you know, people have to earn it is when you're in a relationship, there is no earning. You just got to, you know, like I, like I said earlier, I got enough faith. My faith is in God. And, you know, my trust first and foremost is in him as well. Yes, I do trust myself. Yes, I do trust others. But my the first trust lies there. So I, I believe that um, whatever, you know, you get that gut feeling um, or, you know, when you pray and your answers are, your prayers are answered or when you're led by the Spirit, you, you're led into relationships or you're led to people that, that God allows you to trust. Just like Pastor said, he put people in your life that you know that you can trust that individual. So you don't waver and go back to past experiences or life experiences. You don't rely on self when when God places individuals in your life like that. You you rely on God. And for Agreed. that you have to trust and you know, it's that automatic trust, that instant trust. It's not that show and prove that I believe most people think it, you know, think that that's the way trust operates. But I think that we trust God initially to for the people that comes in our path. But what I'm saying is when individuals come at you and they're like, you know, you got to earn my trust or you got to earn this. Huh? You yeah. got to earn this. I'm with you. It ain't even that serious. I might not even see you tomorrow. Hell, you might not even be in my life, you know, in a month. But here I am breaking my neck trying to earn something you. Right. No, I agree. But I think that also we got to be mindful that it all starts with the relationship with God. Before you can have a relationship with man, you got to have a relationship with God. Yeah. Period. Period. But I Can think I that's a constant. God it is has constant. to be. Yeah, yeah. And when it is, then, you know, all things grow from, from that point. But when when you don't have God, then, you know, that's when things start to get wacky. Can I give you all a real, real life example? Give it to me. Um, give it to me. Because you, you, you're talking about the marriage. And and definitely, uh, you know, for me, it, it starts with your trust in God uh, individually, the husband and the wife. They got to have that individual trust. But eventually, you know, um, you know, okay, I've, I'll say my checkbook or whatever. Okay, uh, I just won't give any and everybody my uh, my uh, checkbook, but I can just hand it to my wife. You know why? Because I trust her. I feel like God has put the right person in my life, but you know, so you should have that trust. But I want to take it just a just a 
uh, to a very real level, something that I dealt with Sunday, just a couple of days ago in my own church. Um, we have, you know, uh, in this area a lot of, um, I think they probably call them vape shops or whatever. I, I think that's the, the actual name of them. But there's a lot of places selling, I call it marijuana oil. Um, I see the CBD or CBD or yeah, something like that. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Well, what's happening is uh, they're selling it, and they're saying, you know, it'll, it'll ease the pain and on and on and on. But some of the, the kids here, and this is real talk now, so if, if if I can't talk real, you need to let me know, hey, look, man, dial this thing back. So I'll start. I promise to keep it clean, but uh, we've got young girls, school-aged girls, that are taking this all, and what they're doing is they're soaking it, soaking their um, uh, their pad, their sanitary napkin, if you will, their pad. They're soaking it in this stuff and putting it on or soaking their tampon in it and then inserting it on the inside of them. And, what you know, in the hell? hold up. You ain't heard nothing yet. Now, you just, now, like I said, brother, you better tell me to dial back. So no, let no, me know. Don't do your thing. Okay, well, this is what's happening. You know, this is what's happening. Okay, once they do that, then what's going on is then these young bucks are going, you know, trying to be intimate with them without a raincoat, if you will, or whatever. And so now uh, it's supposedly creating some sensation, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I can't say whether it's legitimate or not, I have not tried it. I will not try it. I promise you that because these little girls, are, some of them ended up with, with uh, infections. Some of them are ending up, you know, with, um, you know, major problems. I'll just put it like that. But they're using this. They found another way to use it, and they're doing that. Now, listen to this. This is what one young boy told me. He said, man, listen. He said, I'm going to be real with you. He said, I like her. I've, I've been after her for a while. And guess what he did? This is his words right here. He messed around and caught a little something. He said, I said, bro, what, why you? I mean, man, you know you weren't supposed to go there. What's up with you? You know, this is what he said. I trusted her. Mm-hmm. I trusted her. So now let's take trust to that level. And I'm talking about, let me, you know, that's that. I mean, this just happened. This was Sunday at my church. This is Sunday at my church. Let me know and light my cigar on this one. Listen, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm be real. I already told ours. You, you know, yeah, he's 13. You know, when it comes to that, you don't trust no girl. Not when it comes to that. You trust yourself. When and if. It's time for you to cross that bridge. You have enough sense to talk to one of us about it, and because we're we gonna tell you what's right, you know, plain and simple. But when it comes to something like that, you trust yourself first and foremost. Don't get tricked, because you know, first of all, we spoke briefly about it on I think on our last call. But even, you know, even you can say, Pastor, when sex was ordained for, for married couples. Now, obviously, we live in 2019, so we know uh, it's happening. 
among everybody, not, you know, everybody and everything almost. But um, so it's a reality that we, we have to face. So I say that to say that, like I tell mine, it's ordained for married people. So if at all possible, you go as long as you can and because you can trust your wife. You're supposed to trust your wife. But to trust another female, they use tricks to get, I don't know, get what they want or, you know, get something from you or how, whatever the case may be. But there's all kinds of uh, tricks out there. And this is a new one. Um, I must be too old, but this is a new one for me, you know. So I, <laughs> you can't just trust, it, Listen, especially I'll, when it comes to, because it's your health. You don't trust anybody yeah, with your you're health. you're right. You're right. It's your health. And, I'm, and I'm tripping because women don't even like to use soap down there. But y'all putting down vape oil? Yup. Come on, man. Yes, sir. What these these young girls don't know is that, you know, when when they start having regular doctor's visits, then that's when all of the education comes in because, you know, that part of your body is very sensitive. You know, you you have to have pH balance and all different kinds of things um, in order to stay healthy. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost as serious as keeping your heart healthy. You know, you can't can't let any and everything touch it. They spoil or anything else. You know what I'm saying? What what, what people don't realize, and I'm going to go a little little deeper with that, and I'm glad we're going to come back to the trust. Thing, but right now, you know, for these young girls, they, they need they, they need to know, right? You know, um, the things that you put into your body, it's going to come out. Even if, you know, with a little boy, uh, for instance, Richard Pryor wrote in his book that he was messed with the point of substance. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was Pam Greer. And uh, she went to the doctor she was having these headaches, and she didn't understand why she was having these headaches. So the doctor ran all these labs and all these tests, and come to find out she had cocaine in her system. She said, hold up, wait, I've never done cocaine a day in my life. He was like, well, what, have, what was, you know, tell me about your week or your past three days. She was like, well, you know, me and my boyfriend, you know, we were intimate, and, and he was like, there you go right there. So what happened was they were intimate. She uh, she performed oral sex on him, and by him using the cocaine, and it was in his in his fluids. That's how it became got in her system. So I say all that to say that's part that people don't realize, especially these young kids, is that not only the soul tie, but everything that this person eat or don't eat has now been in you. So if you don't eat pork and you just ate her and she eat pork, you just have some damn pork. <laughs> Essentially. I'm just saying, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just how it is because it's, 
it's in her now. It's, it's in you. So you definitely have Let to know exactly who <clears throat> you're and what you're doing. All right. Well, I tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all know what I did, did uh, what I did on Sunday uh, to try and bring some light to this thing. But I'm gonna touch on what you just said. Spiritually speaking, when you're talking about intimacy, okay. And I'll just use myself and my wife that way. I'm not having to call any names or anything like that. Um, if I'm stressed out, if I'm burned out, if I'm worried, if I'm whatever, whatever, then and my wife and I are intimate. Once I release inside of her, then guess what? Now she's taking on the burdens that I had, spiritually speaking. We'll talk about that another night. But now let's let's go back to this thing. Literally this thing was bothering me to the point I went out uh, to various, and yes, I'm a pastor, but I went out and I didn't hide. I went to the vape shops. I went to someone that, you know, that I love dearly, but he still has a lifestyle that, you know, where he's, you know, dealing with dirty bags and clean bags and everything else. And I, I had to ask him about products that are being sold in our area, readily available products to the youth, everything from the little um, glass uh, tubes with the rolls on the inside of them to I mean, everything. And so he, you know, he schooled me on a lot of things. Um, We have, I'm sure they're everywhere. We have gummy bears that look like regular gummy bears that, you know, have got, in essence, vape oil on the inside of them. They're selling for about $8 for about five of them. I put them in uh, different little plastic bags and passed them around. Uh, I had one of the deacons to take them around to the congregation. And basically what I was trying to tell my congregation in the uh, adults there, listen, and all that getting, get some understanding. You need to know this product is out here. You need to know that this is a crack pipe. This is, you know, you need to know what the kids are doing with this. You need to understand all of this. So I got, I think it was about 12 products. Um, matter of fact, I'm looking at them right now. They're in front of me right now. And I, um, everything from um, the the old um uh, top wrapping papers to uh, what they're using now. They they got some just clear cylinders that um, they call it raw. You can stuff anything on the inside of it. They've got, you know, basically cigars that uh, you can take and, you know, they smell like pineapple or whatever, whatever, and uh, you can take that tobacco out of it and put some real stuff in it, and they all but guarantee all you're going to smell is the pineapple. So because these kids are dealing with this, I was forced, my hand was forced to say, look, not preaching to you Sunday, but I'm going to show you this. You need to see this because, you know, your kids are dying. Your kids are falling asleep in class and doing all this stuff because they can legally get this stuff. And you think that their room just smells good. You know, I told one parent, I said, you know, no disrespect, none whatsoever, but you're talking about your kids, kids' room always smell good. Does it make sense that your kids' room smell good? but it's always dirty, those two don't go together. The room is always dirty, always nasty, but it smells good. Because the kid's smoking weed in there, and they've got some uh, spray now called Blunt Effect, a couple of squirts of that, man, that'll knock anything up just about. So that's how I had to handle it. But I got on this subject to let you know that these boys, you know, um, not these boys, this guy said that the reason that he, 
was burned. The reason he had to end up going to a doctor was because he trusted the girl. Mm-hmm. So that's how we we got off of it a little bit, y'all. But I just wanted to give you that real thing. I read, that was his words. I trusted her. I, I, I trusted her. You can't. So that's a whole nother way of looking at trust. You know, do you trust? Man, come on, man. I'm glad I'm out the game because I can't play like this. I don't know the rules anymore. Absolutely. Apparently we don't need it. Well, you know, I've done some some research, and this 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 this, this just starts actually. Um, from my understanding, it was it was done in, in the late nineties. Um, well, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, it's going straight to the bloodstream. They did it with uh, cocaine as well as alcohol. So it's it's. It's new to us, but um, apparently it's it's not new. Well, I'm sorry. It's definitely it was definitely. I must admit, it's it's definitely yep. new to me. Uh, that that yep. that one that one blew me away. Uh, I can catch it. Is it, is it clear now? Because it was breaking up before. This is who? Ah, yes, my name's David. Hey, David. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the line. You have something to say? Yeah, I was uh, something to ask about. Well, first and foremost, uh, is everyone on the line uh, like Christians on the show? Go yes, go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering, and I say this as someone who immigrated to this country. I'm just wondering, like, um, why are the Christians in America basically allowing this like homosexual movement and agenda to like take over everything? They're like even in the churches now. Well, I don't, I don't believe that there is is your being allowed. It's about not judging. That's between them and their their creator to their lifestyle. Your religion and your lifestyle or your sexual orientation doesn't coincide. You who you lay down with in your bed is your issue. That's between you and your God. Only thing I'm trying to do is is repair or build the relationship between that person and their God. Right. So, like, for example, at the uh, United Presbyterian Church just this last, last week had a major vote where homosexuals were trying to be in the clergy. And it's got to the point where they had to have a vote over it. And now the, the homosexual side is basically threatening to split the entire denomination and form a whole new one. And do you think that's okay for homosexuals to try to become pastors in churches? It's, it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What was your name again? I don't. Oh, my, yeah, my name is David. His name is David. Okay. Okay, David. All right, man. Welcome to the line. First and foremost, man, you uh, sound like someone is really concerned about 
you know, what's going on in the churches? Uh, are you are you saying that you are Christian or you're not Christian? And I, I ask, I know that's your own personal decision or whatever, but are, I, I'm, I'm asking so that I'll know how to phrase my comment. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a born again Christian. Okay, well, welcome to the family, man. I'm the same as you. Um, you know, to, to answer from a Christian perspective, um, we shouldn't, you know, in other words, I'm a pastor of a church, and uh, if I knew, for instance, and I just let me get to where I'm trying to go, if I knew that you were, um, you know, a pedophile, if I know that ahead of time, you know, I'm not going to allow you to work with my children. Now, I'm not going to kick you out of the church because the church is all about love, but I will position you somewhere where I can minister to you, where I can, you know, you can use your gifts and things of that nature. And likewise, if I know that someone, you know, has, uh, you know, chosen a gay lifestyle or whatever they chose to do, you know, I'm still going to respect them. I'm still going to love them, but I will not put them in a place of leadership because a lot of times, you know, that can that can inspire others. So um, to answer your question about the the Methodist church and all of that going on, I think, and this is just my own personal opinion, um, that that's what happened in, the, in there. They decided, listen, we would rather fill our pews and accept everybody and just give them whatever they want and, instead of standing up and, and doing what's right. And be, because it's gotten so big now, um, all of a sudden you, you, they, they can't control it. And so, you know, uh, we can't throw everybody in that same um, category. In other words, you know, when you say the Christian church, it's not every Christian church, but there are some, I must admit, um, the one that I do pastor, I I make sure that we love everybody. Now, there's, even though I strive to do that, there's still some in there that don't love. But in other words, I would talk to David, for instance. If you come to my church and you decide, I want to be a member at this church, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a, a conversation with David and find out as much as I can about David. I'm going to pray about David, and I'm going to try, do my best to put David in a position where he can succeed, where he can grow, but not where he can influence uh, uh, people, you know, until I find out more about you. And that, that's, that's that trust issue that we're talking about. So I can understand you being really concerned about it. I am as well. I really am. But people do make choices, um, and when they make a wrong choice or what I consider as being wrong, my responsibility is the same as God. I'm required to love them. The Bible says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so when he says the world, that means you and I as born-again Christians and also the one that's out there with the crack pipe and the homosexual. He still died for them. They got to make the same decision as you and I, you know, to follow right, his but, teaching. But would you tell a homosexual he has to repent? Do I tell him he has to repent? Yeah, I would tell I would tell um, I would tell um, um, uh, someone that's um, cheating on their wife, a fornicator, an adulterer. I would tell them they need to repent. But, but I got that. I'm, I'm asking specifically about homosexuals. 
Would you say to a homosexual the, that the Bible says well, that they can't go to heaven unless they stop being homosexual? Well, where does that say that in the Bible? It says that in First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through ten, and it also states yeah, that again in Romans chapter one. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. I understand totally what you're saying. You're talking covenant now, and you're talking all of those things. But what I will say is this, uh, David. The reason people go to hell is not being saved. It's not a matter of, you know, I'm going to go to hell, hell because I got a sin in my life. If that's the case, Well, that's man, exactly why you go to hell. That's exactly what the Bible says. If you don't repent, then you're going to go to hell. There you go. There you go. But doesn't it also say in the Bible, judge not, at least you be judged by judges? Yeah, you, okay, you're referring to the passage in Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus talks about, against hypocritical judgment. Because he says, by the judgment you use, it'll be judged back to you. And the measure you use yeah. will be measured against you as well. And he said, first, take the beam out of your own eye, then you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Because there if you, you read go. on well, in John chapter 8, Jesus says, when you judge, judge with righteous judgment. And it also Paul also says that a spiritual man judges all things, but he himself is rightly judged by no man. And Paul also said, how can you in the church not judge the simplest of matters? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world and even angels themselves? So a Christians, for whatever reason, I don't know if because they haven't read their Bibles, they bought into this notion that only God judges. That's not true. If you're a born-again Christian full of the Holy Spirit, you have the right to judge because you can judge righteously because you have the Spirit of God. And if you're truly a saint, there'll come a day when you will judge the world and you're even going to judge angels. So I don't know where people got this idea that only God judges. Well, I think, I think it might be from that Tupac song that came out in the night where he sung, only God can judge me. I'm being real because it's not in the Bible. I don't know where they're getting it from. Well, here's the thing that, that, that I pray that you'll at least listen to me on. I think that we were getting somewhere when we both agreed to the point that we go to hell because of unrepentance. Okay, so... You know, that's what we got to start at right there. Okay, the other thing is this, and I dare not make an excuse for me. I start with me, and I dare not make an excuse for any other Christian because I can't speak for them. But speaking for me, uh, there's a lot that I just don't know yet. I am growing. Everything you just said is actually in the Word. I believe in it. I stand on it. But I'm not going to argue about it. I'm going to say that. As I'm growing, I'm going to do better. I believe that I'll be stronger tomorrow than I am today. I believe that you will. I believe there's some things that you believe and I believe, uh, say, three years ago, that we look back now and say, wow, I can't believe I believe that, because we were more experienced. We spent more time with God. We studied. We, that's what the Bible tells us to do, study to show ourselves approved, you know, and that's what that's what I'm saying. So in other words, I think that we're... Um, uh, in the process, I think that we're learning, and I think that as we learn, you know what? When we know better, then we do better. So some Christians do know better, and they choose not to do better, but that's not everybody. So you know, right? I but doesn't the Bible also say not to be ignorant of the devil's schemes? And isn't this a pretty obvious? It does say that, but the what devil's I, I mean, you heard yes, the other sir. guy in the line. The other guy in the line, he's buying into this modern Christian grace doctrine that tried to make it out to be that you don't have to live holy and that you don't somehow are not accountable to God when you become supposedly saved and that it doesn't matter how, how your sexuality, which is crazy, because the Bible that says sexuality is one of the most serious things. 
And it's like, this now, is clearly a Now, you're talking about an abomination. Now, the, 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 the gentleman that's the gentleman that's on the line who you're talking about an abomination. I'm not here to judge anybody. All I'm simply here to do I never called anyone an abomination. For somebody who's falling no, 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 into the devil. No, no, no. Hear me out. Let me, whoa, whoa. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, please. I, I listen to you. Hear me out. All I'm simply saying is that's between them and their God. I'm not condoning. That's, that's I'm not, not the casting Bible judgment. I'm not, I'm not casting judgment. I'm not doing any of that. You're absolutely right, sir. That is my personal opinion. Right, but that's not but how Christians are supposed to operate. We don't operate on our personal opinion. We go by the you, word You're a born-again Christian. Show, show, show me the doctrine that says this. Show me the rules of I Christianity. Could, I, could, I, could, I can quote to you multiple verses that clearly say that a Christian is not okay. only obligated to condemn okay, so the you, truth, so, but so you're supposed like to you're blue flame. It's not like you just born again and you just people. want to get, get to talking and, and throw all these new things you've learned around. No, I'm not doing anything. You asked me a question. You just okay, said to me, so let's show start, me in the Bible start. where it says that. And I, as start I'm in the teaching. process of doing start. it, you cut me off. Start I, I don't know. I don't know why you're offended teaching. by the Bible. So this is just things that the Bible says. I don't know if you've read it or you, you're just going off what your pastor told you or what your family told you or what you think sounds good. But that's not how I operate. I go off what the word says, not what I think. Right. Okay. Right. Stop. Okay. okay listen. This, listen. Okay. Listen. Um, Listen, Brother David, and thank you, especially David. Uh, you know, man, listen, everything that you're saying, it is scripture. You have a right to um, to quote it. You have a right to live it, and I think we all ought to live it. But I, I think we're wrong to, uh, you know, when we, uh, the Bible is to be lived, not uh, 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 fussed over. And so I think, David, the way that we're supposed to do things is, you know, we, we're supposed to love each other. Now, again, sin is sin. I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. But now sometimes our approach can be wrong. In other words, what I'm saying is this, you know, even though you, the Bible said when you find your brother in a fault, you go to them. But you got to go to them with the right spirit, not just tell them what they're doing Wrong. Uh, that's not what the Bible says. So the Bible says rebuke them sharply so that the rest may fear, so that he may be corrected from the error of his ways. That's what the Bible says. The Bible talks about open rebuke, but it also says when your it's brother. It's better than love carefully can you feel. That's another verse. Right. David, you learned a lot of scripture. You you know a lot of scripture. I, res- I highly respect that, man. I highly respect that. But if you'll look at the life of Jesus, Jesus wasn't a man right. that. Um, that That's how Jesus voice. fought the devil. Remember, because the devil came at him, and Jesus came back at him with the word. That's how we succeed. Okay. Because okay. this other now, brother, for example, to... he was bringing worldly ideas, and he was trying to he was trying to go against me with worldly thoughts, and I was able to defeat him with the word. Because I'm not I'm not, not going to submit to the God of this world, and I'm not going to I'm not going to be a friend of the world because the Bible says if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God, and I'm not going to agree okay, with this with world. That. That promotes all this evil Because the yeah. world's the okay. one that tells you Oh you're not supposed to judge It's the world that says it doesn't matter how people live Or whatever thing they want to engage in That's not what the Bible says Are you kidding me? Okay, the well, well, you, here we go David uh, Here's the thing While you were talking Everybody just We just shut up and let you talk Because you got every right to do that And then while I'm talking You know we ask for the same respect But you're not going to hear my uh, the level of my voice go up, you know, because here's the thing, um, you know, um, 
everything that you're saying is in the Word. It really is. But, you know, I could have sit here and say, well, David, you sound like you're, like you're angry. Because here's the thing. What I believe is in the Word, and I'm going to stand on, you know, uh, what I believe. And so, you know, it, it's almost as if you said I was able to defeat him. David, this thing is not a contest. You're supposed to love this brother back to life if you find him in a fall. So you are, you are. Okay, so again, when John okay, hang on, David, I'm talking. So no, 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 hang on. Contended with those hang who are against them. What was that? Was that them loving on them, or was that them standing up for the truth and standing? Okay, I got you. But let me ask you this: Was that love whenever you stopped me from speaking? When I didn't stop you while you were talking, you see what I'm saying, David? That's 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 the only part. I believe a lot of what you're saying, but you gotta say it in love. You gotta do it in love. The way you approach someone. I'm sorry, I'm listening. I'm asking you. Said do it in love. What do you mean by that? I gotta say it in a nice way. No, I didn't say nice. I said love. You gotta, well, I am loving him because I, I'm, I, love is defined by looking out for the greatest good for someone. Right. I respect that. So but did John the Baptist love, over, love people when he said to them, you brood of vipers who warned you of the coming wrath? Was that love or was he, what, what was that? What was he saying? Let me ask you a question. Can, do you mind, I mean, if I'm overstepping my bounds, you, you let me know, but can you give me a little bit of your background? Yeah, I was an atheist for most of my life, and then I became a born-again Christian a few years ago when the Lord appeared to me, and he changed yeah, that's, that's what I was. That's, no. what I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, a lot of times whenever transitions take place, I've seen, uh, you know, that, that, that helps me a lot to understand where you are with this thing, and I, I totally respect where you are. You continue to right, read that, that word. Right, the reason I have the position that, that I do is because when I got saved, I didn't just start going to church. I stayed at home, prayed in my Bible nonstop every day, all the time. And then when I went to churches, I was blown away at how the pastors and the churches were engaging in false doctrine. And what I noticed is most Christians are okay with it because you've been raised in church. So you believe in yeah. traditions more than the Word of God. And so when I quote the Word of God, it sounds foreign to you because you never really studied it. it, it it's not in your heart. You you understand okay. what men have taught you more than what the word says to the point where you're okay, willing to compromise I, on everything. And I'm not going to address that. What you just can I address what you just said? Go ahead, sir. Okay, you said, if I'm not mistaken, you 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 just made a statement. You know, you don't know me. You don't know what I've studied. You just haven't given me a chance to let you know what I've studied. My thing is this, David. You know. Um, you can quote scripture all day long, but until you live it, until you demonstrate it, you know, that's where it's really going to matter. So you're doing an awesome job at quoting scripture, but David, listen, the Bible talks simple scripture like things must be done decent and in order. Now let me show you this. Um, when you called the line, you had every right to do so, but the subject tonight, the topic tonight was trust. And it was faith. And so when you called in and started talking about, you know, Christian religion and all of that, there's nothing wrong with that topic, but that's not the topic we were on tonight. And so, in other words, you stepped to us almost the wrong way. But out of love, 
at least for me, I was like, look, this brother got something legitimately on his heart. Let's let's go with it. And so all I ask is this, you know, uh, let's respect each other, you know. And so now that you've come out of atheism, I thank God for that, man. I think that's the greatest thing. I think you can help a lot of people. I really do. But I think that you've got to give them uh, your attention. You're well-versed when it comes to Scripture, but, you know, David, I want me, speaking of me myself, I want me and you uh, to be able to live this thing. I want us to sit down and be able to have a conversation without attacking, attacking, attacking. Let's discuss the scriptures. And maybe you're farther along than I am, but it's not about how far you are along. It's about what the Word says, and it's about loving your brother and your sister. That's what it's all about, David. It's really so all would about that. So, agree with me in this sense, because I've seen a lot, what a lot of pastors are teaching is that most of these pastors are afraid to say the hard things of Scripture, like repentance, or talk about hell, or talk about Judgment Day, because they want, they're afraid that people will leave and they'll take their money with them. So they care more about more money being offered in place and more bugs being in, in the churches than telling the truth, and they're willing to compromise and they hide behind this. We want to do it and love stuff. We're forgetting that Jesus himself clearly talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. He only talked about the love of God one time in a private conversation between him and Nicodemus. He never preached about the love of God publicly in not one sermon he had. But what you guys are doing is you want to hide behind love so that you don't preach the hard thing because in reality what you want is the money. And the Bible warned about It said that you guys were wolves in sheep's clothing seeking to devour the flock and in doing so, you would you would basically compromise the message. That's talked about in the Old and New Testament. That's that's why we okay. see today. That's why the brother on the so line was saying what it was he was saying because he believed that doctrine. He believes in that. Okay, David, so raised, I think you hit on a very good point, and I think you kind of answered your question. You answer, you asked the question of why are so many Christians allowing homosexuality? To overtake the church, if you will, you've answered your own question because you. I think part of that um, is, unfortunately, and anybody can say anything, but some of it is about money. And some some leaders, some churches, some people do look at money. I believe in the world and politics, it's about money. So you answered your own question, and unfortunately. Money makes the world go round, and I'm, I'm sure you already know what the Bible says about money, right? You know that scripture, right? So, again, your question, probably you've already kind of answered your own question. And so, and I wanna, I wanna agree with you also, David, in some areas. Now, there are some. Now, I'm not gonna say everybody that way, but there are some. And it may be right. most. I don't know. I don't know them all. But, you know, right. I, I think that when we talk, we can't put everybody in, you know, one basket. But there are some that they're in it for the wrong reasons. They're teaching mm-hmm. the wrong doctrine. They're in it for finances. I got that. So we, mm-hmm. we, I don't have to concede that. That's just truth. So you told the truth in that. But at the same time, I think that, you know, because you haven't met every pastor, that you can't generalize it and say it for everybody. The ones that you've encountered may have left a, a really bad taste in your mouth, and for that, 
you know, I apologize, you know, on behalf of uh, pastors or, or whatever. Maybe they don't have the tenacity that, you know, that say that you have or whatever, whatever. Maybe they don't teach the things that uh, you would like to hear them teach, you know, about hell, about, you know, things of that nature. But to be honest with you, one of the reasons that Jesus didn't sit back and talk about love is because he told them the greatest of these is love. God is love himself. In other words, instead of it coming just out of his mouth, it came through his life. And that's all that I'm saying is, you know, David, if me and you are brothers, and what you're telling me is we are, then guess what? We could at least have a conversation, not on what we disagree on, but what we agree on, and then discuss the areas where we do agree. I mean, do disagree. If everybody in the church is fixed, then why is the church there? I mean, if everybody in church is perfect, why are we still having a church? So if somebody I, I, church who, is supposed who, to wait, wait, hold on, no, 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 hey, whoa, 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 David, David, I didn't, no one, no one interrupted you, no one interrupted you, please. Don't interrupt. the question? I just answered your question. Okay, okay, it was rhetorical. Please wait until I finish. Thank you. So if a homosexual come into the church. And and they need guidance or they need to to be fixed for quote unquote how are they gonna get this or or get fixed if we you're casting them out or make them feel uncomfortable or unwelcome into the church. It's it's not your church, it's the house of God. Am I wrong? So no, you, you think... mean to tell me that if, if I were to tell a homosexual that he has to repent, no different than if I told an adulterer or a liar or a thief they have to repent in order to be born again, in order to be saved, in order to go to heaven, you call that casting them out in your mind? That's what you call I, it? I, I, asked, I, I, I asked a question. You know, you don't answer questions. You just start asking questions. Well, I'm, answer, I'm answering talking. your question with a question, and if you know the Bible, well, you can't. This is, not, this, is not, this, is, this is not politics. Please, if you're going to answer a question, answer the question. It's either oh, so it's yes or no, or yes, no, or, or go beyond. Questions, questions? Look, man, look, David, this is what we're going to do, David. I'm, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to love you from a distance, okay? So what I'm going to do is just get you off the line here because obviously we're not getting anywhere uh-huh. tonight. I do apologize. <laughs> it's, it's getting a little beyond, beyond my character, and it's getting everybody in an uproar. And one thing I know about God, he's not in the midst of confusion. I already I know that the word isn't to be argued over, and that's what it seemed like we were doing. So I do apologize. I had to make an executive well, decision, and I did such. <laughs> well, that was that was your decision, and I support your decision. But as far as you know, getting me upset, I'm not the least bit upset. Uh, the man is entitled to his opinion. He's entitled. The man is very well versed when it comes to. Um, the Bible, and I understand what he was saying. I, I, I'm going to make this assumption. So, David, if you're still li- listening, uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I think what he was saying was when they come into the church that you need to tell them that you need to repent. Okay, so I agree with that. But now that after I tell them that you need to repent, I'm not going to keep beating them over the head with it. What I'm going to do is after I tell them you need to repent is I'm going to love them. I'm going to teach them the word. I'm going to show them how God gave me another chance, how I took that chance and I did repent. And if they repent, 
God's going to receive them just like he did me. So that's, that's, that's the, the crux of it right there for me is that, you know, David seemed to want to just hold it over their head and, and God's not going to let you up. But once that person repents, the Bible said he's a new creature in Christ. And, and that, that's all. That was my whole premise on it. I was trying to get him to say, okay, you can talk the Christian talk. And that sounds great. You can talk the word, but you got to live this thing too. You, you really do. You got to show love. And uh, David, you know, his brothers made a tremendous transformation from uh, uh, being an atheist to coming based on what he said on the Lord's side. He knows the scripture, but, you know, um, <laughs> I don't think you generalize everybody and say, well, all they want is this. Well, if that's the case, then, David, if I were you, I wouldn't even go there anymore. What I would do is I would uh, pray and seek God on where I would, where should I go, or if I should go anywhere. And that's between you and the God you serve. So, and I, But it also, anyway. I know in the scripture it says, lean not on your own understanding. I know that. <laughs> but it, you got to understand it. And you, Please go ahead. I'm sorry. I think that, you know, this guy, we, we had the conversation about homosexuality on one of the previous calls. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about what, in our opinion, what leads to it, things of that nature. And obviously I think you probably missed that call, but um, I think both of you, you touched on it. But for, for David specifically, um, he answered his own question, and like like the passenger said, if you're in a place where your heart isn't being or your soul isn't being fed, and things are going on that you just can't agree with, and you're not growing spiritually, and you're finding yourself becoming more combative, then I think it's obvious that that's not the place for you. And you know, he mentioned Christians grew up in church, and they're programmed to you know, um, believe more in worldly things versus scripture and Bible. Well, that's not true because I grew up in church. And the one thing when and my husband and I talked about this before, the one thing that, that was taught when we were growing up in church at my age was fear. You know, be afraid, like, and, and don't, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. We did not learn how to live we learned everything not to do. We learned how to judge. We learned how to look down on people. And that wasn't, that's not what life is about. That's not the way God wants us to live in reading the scripture now for myself um, and learning and living life and being blessed in this life that I live. That's not the way that God wants us to live. He doesn't want you to be come to him in fear or he doesn't want you to live in fear. He wants you to live, like the pastor said, in love. And while David sounds like he knows a lot of scripture, he hasn't actually learned or come into the actual love that we all are supposed to be living in. Well, um, me personally, I, I, I felt David, um, Knowledge, I felt it because his brother's well yeah. first, but I didn't feel his love. Now, right. that could be me. I don't know. It could just be me. I'm not going to blame him for that. But, you know, the first thing I want to feel from you is love. You know, the Bible says God is love. And so um, 
a lot of what he said, again, it's, it's actual scripture, but there's a whole lot of scripture in the Bible. And um, I know that I don't get them all right. And for that, God, please forgive me. But thank God for grace and mercy. <laughs> thank God for grace and mercy because I don't think there's going to be anybody in heaven perfect. I just don't believe that. I think that was the reason why Jesus died and shed his blood for the remission of my sins. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, again, I got the utmost respect for the brother. But at the same time, again, um, uh, uh, you know, love matters. Love, love matters. Absolutely. Love matters. So I can't just banish anyone. I do have a responsibility to tell them, you know, okay, you're wrong. You know, you, you this is how it's supposed to. This we're supposed to live. And again, the whole purpose of the church, the church is not just for people that know the scripture. Uh, the church is for us to come in there and get our assignments. The church is for people that uh, don't know anything about God. You know, mm-hmm. I had two folks that came in Sunday and wanted to become members of the church. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the one guy said, man, he said, listen, he said, I was going to church in almost 40 years. He said, I was shocked it didn't fall apart when I walked in. He said, but I've been coming to this church for the last year. He said, I'm learning. He said, I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I thank God for that. I th- I really thank God for that. So is he perfect? No. Does he hear the things that he's doing wrong? Yeah, he do, because I hear the things I'm doing wrong. But guess what? God is loving. God is merciful. And God gives me another day. And if he chooses not to, then guess what? I waited too late. I gambled. But you got to show love. you got to do things decent and in order. And the word of God is not to be... Uh, you know, combative. You know, it's not about, you know, as David said, you know, I I I won that with this. You know, it's not about you winning with so I that defeated, word. I defeated him. I defeated. I'm sorry, that's exactly that was the word right there. He said, I defeated. Well, you know, uh, the enemy's already been defeated. You know, I don't want you to defeat me. I need you to inform me, empower me, help me. Maybe you know something I don't know. I don't know it all, you know. Uh, someone called me last night and gave me some information that I didn't have. So guess what? That empowered me. That empowered me. And so David can be a great asset to the body of Christ, a tremendous asset to the body of Christ. But, you know, we got to realize we're on the same team. But just like I'm watching a basketball game right now, there's people on the same team, but only five of them are playing at the time because the others, others that are on the bench – they're not a skill. They're not needed right now, but they're still on the team. <laughs> but the thing, the thing that I'm, um, that that cheers me up about about people, you know, everybody, you know, you can you can quote it like you said all day long, but can you live it? Period. Period. You can sit here and you can you can cast everybody out and and do all this here, and now you just turned away other. People who actually believe, you turn them yeah. away because now it seems like you, you know wanna, we're a game. Yeah, you want to battle with the scripture, and you know this is a this is a game of um, the battle of, of uh, yeah, or or you know let's see let's see who can memorize the most verses, you know, or anything like that. Like I've never um, been one to sit and memorized verses for the sake of battling or defeating anyone. But I've I've always been one to 
learn what it is that I need to do first as an individual to try and live the way that Christ wants us to live, and then second as a believer of faith, um, whether it's Christian or Buddha or whatever type of religions there are out there, I think that that's one more thing, as we spoke before, that divides us. Why can't we just be believers? And like, you know, like the pastor said, and his concern, David's concern was, why are we letting homosexuality take over? Well, it's, it's, we're not letting anything. You have, the world is full of, full of sinners, whether a, a grown woman or a, an unwed woman is fornicating, whether they're fornicating with a man or a woman. Fornication is still a sin. So I think that the part that he's missing is it's not just homosexuality is taking over, it's sin, which is and has always been in existence. And obviously the, the way that we fight sin is through love, through teaching, through learning. But I don't believe that any... Yeah, and I don't believe that any one person would want to go to a church and be battled with Scripture and be challenged every day, all day. Who wants to come to Jesus being battled? Who wants to come to Jesus being challenged? Who wants to be saved? Who wants to be a Christian? It's, when... it's like you're trying to kidnap me to Jesus. Right, you know, who I, I don't want to be afraid to live the word. You know, I want to be able to live the word and, and walk in peace. But don't scare me and say that everything I do, I'm going to hell, which it may be true because if I'm sinning that, you know, and I'm not repenting and, I'm, and I haven't accepted Jesus, you know, but even the same folk sin. Right? That's what you even say, folks, man. What do they do? They don't they don't just go to hell. You know, they've been saved. They believe they believe in their heart. They've said it. They've been saved. But then guess what? You know, God forbid they just, you know, committed an act of fortification. Does that mean they're going to hell? No. That does mean that does mean they need to repent. But like you said, do you, you want to beat them over the head with a hammer to make them do it? No, you gotta tell them. And, you know, let them and lead them with love. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Please go ahead, Pastor. Continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, you know, everybody talking about, you know, how they they were raised and, and how they grew up, you know. Going to church was was my option. You know what I mean? I wasn't forced to go. So the words that I received and when I accepted Christ was my choice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At, at 14, I wasn't bullied into it, and I'm not going to be bullied into, into doing things different than I have been doing, which is being an example of the word. I took it. I've applied it. And, and and that's and that's what I I have issues with is people they 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 learn it but they don't know how to apply it. You got to apply it. You can drive your car all day long aggressively, 
and you just is, you know, in just as much sin because now you're worrying in a rage than this guy who's, you know, fornicating. It's all one of the same. Mm-hmm. But I can't judge you until I get until I get my shit clean. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can identify. I can't judge you. I don't know your intentions. I don't know why you drive me radically. I don't know why you putting everybody else's life in danger. Maybe because your wife is in labor. I don't know. But that's not for me. That's between you and your maker. Your intent is between you and God. He judges your heart. I'm just identifying your actions. So I'm going to get the hell out of the way. And right here, it just seems like, you know, the way he was, his actions were just to, you know, be combative. I've never known, in in the word, I've never known any any story of Jesus being aggressive. I, I have I have never. Even when they turned on him, he was still cool and laid back. And he told them what he was going to do. He was still cool, and that's in the story with Judas, by the way. But he was still cool. So if you're going to be a Christian, isn't that being Christ-like? And and that that was my, you know, my whole uh, spiel was, listen, everything you're saying is true. There's no doubt about it. There's no question that I can read it for myself, and that's fine. But, you know, the the way that you approach a person, you know, um, you know, we can talk about, Okay, it's raining outside, it's raining outside, it's raining hard outside, and whatever. But at some point, you know what? Give me an umbrella, all right? Uh, tell me I can stand over here. Are you going to leave me standing in the right? You know, in other words, let's, let's, let's not just talk about what's wrong. Let's talk about how to get it right. Let's talk about how to get it right. Let's talk about how the rain and, and uh, water and the flowers and all that good stuff, <laughs> how, how it benefits us instead of walking around moping because it's raining. Well, we got away from from the um, the trust and the faith, but in in a sense, we didn't because the bottom line is this: um, you know, we 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 all gotta, you know, we gotta put our faith in God. We gotta put our trust in God. He said, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding." So I can make, you know, generalizations about you guys. You guys can make them about me. And if that's what you choose to do, that's all well and fine. But my faith tells me that when I do leave this world, I got a place that's waiting for me. That's what my faith tells mm-hmm. me. And, and and because of that, you know, I am eternally grateful. And so one disagreement with uh, another brother or whatever, that's not going to cause me, and it shouldn't cause anybody else to waver in their faith. You know, uh, personally speaking, Faith is going to be tested from time to time. And uh, maybe tonight was one of those things. I don't know. But I'll be the first one to say I have no hate in my heart for David. I didn't allow uh, David to cause me to raise my voice or anything. I was trying to respect David while he was talking. Oh, he was, David too. Now he calling me out. while we were talking. 
I'm sorry. Now you calling me out. See, that's how you do it. <laughs> now you calling that's me out. Conviction right there. <laughs> Listen, I'm, go, I'm going. I'm, I'm going somewhere with it. I'm going to. What I'm saying is this. You know, we're, nobody is at the same level. Nobody is at the same level. If I start, you know, let's just say I'm a uh, a chef. Okay, I just graduated from chef school, whatever that is, and uh, someone that's been doing it twenty or thirty years. They, we both got the exact same degree, but they've got experience that I'm, I'm yet to obtain, you know. And, and because of that, I can learn something from them. But guess what? There are some things that they can learn from me, and that's why we work together. Iron sharpens iron, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that David, with his wisdom, could be a tremendous asset. But I believe personally, I could be a tremendous asset to David. But we both got to be willing to do that. You know, we just can't. Mm-hmm. We can sit down and talk about the problems, but then we got to agree on what is the solution or who is the solution, and then go at it that way. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that the brother called in, and uh, you know, um, the same God that you know he didn't believe in at all, based on what he said, uh, he was an atheist. The same God that he didn't believe in at all, God made Himself known in a real way. And when David initially started believing, uh, David didn't know as much as he knows now. He, by his own uh, admission, spent time studying the Word. And, you know, I don't even think he went to church. He just studied the Word for himself. And so what I'm saying is as he studied that Word, he's farther along now than he was when he first got saved. So guess what? Mm -hmm. It's amazing what he can be a year from now. It's amazing what I'll be a year from now. So that's all I'm saying is, you know, uh, you ask a great question about the homosexual, but there's more sin in the world than just homosexuality. You know, uh, I eat too much. You know what? I got to do something about it. I got to confess, and then I got to do something about it. <laughs> you know? So, you know, we were we were uh, talking about something, and apparently he wanted to chime in. He did, and so I thank God for that. I thank God for that. And I, I the God that I know, is going to deal with all of us, you know, on a certain level. I believe that once I get off this line and lay down tonight, God's going to say, you know what, maybe I need to study more scripture. Maybe, I don't know what he'll tell me, but I also believe that when David lays down, that when he gets quiet, God can speak to him, to him in a way that I can. He's going to say, you know what, maybe you need to show just a little more love. I don't know what God may tell him, but because God is sovereign, he has a way to meet all of us right where we are. And the same way God does us, we have to do it with other people, meet them right where they are. So um, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I I agree, and I'm, I'm, I am thankful. I just, you know, um, when I joined my organization, you know, it, it reminded me of, of when I first started, you know, how – you know, you want to go in and you, you you see everything and you want to try everything and you do everything because you're blue flaming. You know, it's like you got to fall back and, and and really learn and learn how and apply it. You can you can read it, you can memorize, but until you really apply it and live it, you haven't done anything but added a few more add a few more words to your vocabulary. You know what I mean? Period. And that's and that's solely how how I think. But I am grateful for the call. I'm I'm grateful 
that, you know, everybody who's listening, you know, uh, were, were, were awakened with excitement. <laughs> uh, however, I think that it could have been done a little bit more tactfully. Uh, and it's not wrong just because – and it's not wrong just because that's the way I would have done it. Everybody has, no. has their own approach, you know, but um, – I am grateful, and I do uh, apologize if anyone got offended by, you know, my, the carrying of my voice. Uh, that's never the intent, but I am thankful. No doubt, no doubt. And I think it's important for for callers who are still listening, even even David, to to just remember that even when opposition. Um, what seems to be opposition stands right in front of your face. We talked about this before on a call for, you know, some of our faithful listeners, but, you know, you still got to be steadfast and remain and strong in who you are just because you have um, somebody who's on fire for Jesus and who's new to the Christianity faith and who's new to the Jesus walk. And, you know, like, like, uh, you know, the gentleman just said with being blue flame. The husband just said being blue on on blue flame and um, you know, you you still kinda gotta remain calm and treat and talk to them in love because the whole goal of anyone is or anyone who's a believer, I'd say, is to make a difference. And um, you know, like like Pastor said, you know, God can reach him in a way that nobody else can. And, and while we may have our individual opinions of how he approached the subject that he wanted to speak about, um, you know, maybe that's the only way he knows how to communicate. And and I think that we we can all agree that that's not in a voice or a tone of love. So, you know, we just have to get together and pray, not only for David, but for everyone, um, that we all approach this thing and approach life with love. Well said. There you go. Well said. Very well. Very well. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, because at the the end of the day, you know, uh, we're all going to find out that the only one that's perfect, the only one that's always right is God. And the Bible talks about we've all sinned and, and come short of the glory of God. And I must admit, I I, I uh, did come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, but I do still uh, have tendencies. I, I still have some sin in my life. God, he came and he uh, cleansed me, but I still got some sin in my life. So, you know, I've said it. On this line before, I can't say the things I used to do, I don't do no more. I can say the things I used to do, I don't do them as much. And there's some things I don't I do less, right? They are still, so yeah, mm-hmm. there's some that I do less of. And I pray that next month, I can say I'm doing even less of it. You know, I'm you praying that I'm less. dying daily. Yeah, I, 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 I mm-hmm. pray that that's the case, you know, but, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, uh, forums like this. That's what talking with, you know, godly people, uh, knowledgeable people, that's what uh, going to church, 
that's why I need those things because it helps me in my walk. Now, if I'm going to a place that's not helping me in my walk, and I need to switch spots, I wouldn't dare keep going to a place where I'm not being fed or, you know, they're not dealing with real issues. I wouldn't. And that's why I said on Sunday I had to stop church and just literally, you know, say, listen, get some understanding concerning this. This is what God has to say concerning this. But here's an actual visual for you to look at, you know. And so uh, I do my best to get real, maybe not to the degree that some would like and maybe over the top when it comes to the others. But, you know, I like to know that I'm being led by uh, God and I'm doing what uh, he would have me to do. So, uh, you know what, everybody, man, do, you, I, you grab that God and keep holding on. <laughs> and doing and and doing it in the manner that in which he wants you to, you know. Everybody has has a different role. Period. You have you have the auxiliary, you have the nurses, you have the deacons, you have the armor bearers, you have. But everybody' job is is important to that role. You know what I mean. So everybody is important. I mean, I can't stress that enough because when 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 people come in and you know they're big on titles or or some people just want to work. I don't I don't need a title. I I'll, I'll just do the groundskeeping because I'm helping out for this mission that God has for us. And every day I'm being I'm getting better. Every day I'm striving for perfection. I know I may not ultimately reach it, but like you said, I'm dying off daily. And God is growing in me daily. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about, my brother. I I I, I do. And uh that's not making an excuse uh to continue doing wrong. That's just being truthful about where I am and you know, for me personally, it shows you're striving. the love that God really has for me, man, to say, listen, I, I know you're striving. I know you're digging. And you know what? I'm going to give you a little more time to get this thing together. I'm going to put somebody in your mm-hmm. life to tell you when you're wrong, to tell you when you're right. I am I am right here for you. Matter of fact, you can talk to me for yourself. And that's what I love about it, man. You know, uh, some people, when they talk to God in the Bible, they told him, as the Bible says, everything. They told them the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you know, uh, truth be told, the Lord, he just, he He loves everybody. And that's why he sent his son to die, man. So, um, you know, it's not a, it's not about arguing. It's not about disagreeing. We're going to have that to the, to the day the Lord come back, man. None of us will ever get on one accord. Even if we could quote every verse of, every, of the entire Bible ourselves, we would still disagree on the interpretation of it, you know, at some point. Agreed. So, you know, Agreed. it is what Agreed. it is. We're not, we're not going, or we're not going always agree. But the one thing we can agree on is that God is God. We can agree on that. And uh, for me personally, I think this further proves why we need a forum like this for folk to be able to express themselves. Because I prayed it tonight. Somebody was listening and said, and challenged themselves and said, "Okay, how would I, how would I have handled that situation? Would I have tried mm-hmm. to go and prove that he was wrong, or would I have stood mm-hmm. my ground and said, listen, let 'Listen, let's just love each other. 
how would I have handled that situation? Would I have just shut up and not say anything? Or would I give the brother the respect that he's due and, you know, respect the time that he's talking and ask him to do the same while I'm talking? You know, how would I have? Maybe someone grew tonight. Maybe someone matured tonight. Maybe someone had an answered prayer tonight. Not so much on the scripture, but on how to uh, handle uh, discrepancies. You, you just mm-hmm. never know. See, that's the thing about God. He's always working. This may have turned somebody around tonight. There may have been another atheist that was listening that says, you know what? On, the man. reason I wouldn't turn around was because of these same things this guy was talking about tonight. But I heard somebody say that it's all about love. We don't know what mm-hmm. God has done. We really don't know. So, David, I want to, if you listen, my brother, I want to thank you, man, because we don't know. The Bible talks about how, you know, uh, what you meant for evil, you know, God used it for his good. And I don't mean you personally, David, but sometimes folk will, you know, we don't know what the devil's intent was tonight, but I know God got glory out of it. I do know that much. And so, uh, listen, man, God can take dirt and turn it into a person if he's got to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe some good, a lot of good came um, out of this. And, you know, I'm the first one to admit that I am not perfect, but, man, I serve a perfect God. And I love him for that because, boy, if, if he wasn't per- perfect and he wasn't forgiving, I would be in a world of mess, man. So uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to get off here uh, blessed just like any other week. As you are. So speaking of getting off here, Pastor, let's go ahead and do what you do, man, so we can close it out and, and reunite next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Lord, first of all, your word teaches us to and everything to give thanks. And even though we disagreed on some things, I'm going to tell you thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can see that there is another side. We can see that we do have room to grow, that we can see that we do have uh, tests sometimes to see can we love those that, you know, that, 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 that other folk may not love. I want to thank you, God, that David is, you know, a confessed born-again Christian, Devil, you lost that fight because you thought you had him, but now he's a born-again Christian. So if that's the case, then we're all family, and family's going to fight sometimes. Family's going to disagree. But at the end of the day, mom and daddy going to have the final say. And so, God, because you're our father, we ask that you deal with us right where we are. And, God, if any changes need to be made in any of us, you make them. Lord, I pray right now, God, that we can learn from this night and that, God, you can get glory out of it and all of us can get the absolute benefit. Thank you for this night. Thank you for this forum. Thank you for uh, the administrator. Thank you, Lord God, for just everything that was discussed. And, Lord, please let us walk in this trust, walk in this faith. Help us to put our trust in you. Help us to use the faith that you've given us. And, God, I know that when it's all said and done, we'll end up in the place that we're supposed to end up. Don't let anybody drop their head that's over this line, helping to lift up their head and know that God is love and he still loves us. Thank you so much, God. We're all blessed. We're all children of the Most High God. We give you the glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. I will see you, talk to you, same time, same channel, next week, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night. Good night. Good night.